Good morning. Good morning. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear sisters and brothers, it's really a pleasure and an honor to be with you today on this Sunday. Maybe this is the first time in the history of this church, and maybe for you it's the first time uh, to have the opportunity to listen to a Palestinian, Arab, Christian, and on the top, even a Lutheran pastor. <laughs> I know it sounds like a contradiction, and people don't know that we even exist. And so let me maybe just help you to understand maybe where I come from. You know, often I get the question by groups visiting us. They tell us, you know, Pastor, tell us, uh, when did you convert to Christianity? They ask this question, assuming maybe that we were heathens or Muslims who were then converted to Christianity by some missionaries from, say, the Midwest. <laughs> now, sometimes you might have the feeling as if you know, Christianity was started, say, in Texas or so. Uh, but let me tell you when it really started and when we really converted. Remember, it was 2,000 years ago in a city called Bethlehem. Not Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, correct, but Bethlehem, Palestine, that a baby was born and transformed the history of the world. So that's my hometown. This is where I was born. In fact, I was born just across the street, literally across the street from where Jesus was born. And so when people ask me, tell us when did you convert? I like to tell them, you know what? Most probably, most probably, one of my grand, 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 grandmas used to babysit for Jesus. <laughs> this is what neighbors do, right? So we have that long history, actually, of Christianity. And so when people ask me, tell us, you know, when was the church there established? I know this church is pretty old. I think it was established like 1700 or something before even this country was, was, was founded. But our church actually was founded just five miles north of where I come from, in a city called Jerusalem. And it was again 2,000 years ago, on a Sunday like today, it was actually Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and the church was founded in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. And since that time, there is a Christian presence in Palestine. So I always ask people, why are you astonished? Because this is where it's all started, correct? In fact, today I was supposed to be not here, but at the Vatican in Italy. Because we have a big group of Palestinian Christians in the Vatican right now, including actually our president is there. And I was supposed to be part of that presidential delegation. Because today, 
in Italy at the Vatican two Palestinian Christian nuns who established religious order. I'm sure you will hear about it today in the news. So now you know more than what the news are telling you. Uh, so they will be canonized saints because they started one in Bethlehem uh, and one uh, in the north, uh, two religious orders over 100 years ago. And I was listening to one news and they were saying, you know, oh, these are the first two Palestinians to be canonized saints. I said, what a nonsense. I mean, all saints came from Palestine, right? I mean, think of Peter and of John and of Jacob. I mean, this is where they all come. This is where Jesus was from. And so this is where we live. And our mission there is to make sure that Christ's ministry of preaching, teaching, and healing that was started 2,000 years ago will continue to resonate today in that country. So this is where uh, really I come from. So that's the Palestinian in me. But if you come to our church on a Sunday morning like this, you will see we worship in Arabic. And again, for many people, when they hear the word Arabic or Arab, they think that equals Muslim. But actually, not all Muslims are Arabs, and not all Arabs are Muslims. You know, the largest Muslim country in the world is a non-Arab country, Indonesia. The second largest, believe it or not, is India. So, and not all Arabs are Muslims. In, in fact, Arab Christianity is much older than Islam. We don't hear this story because I think we are too much influenced by the media and not by the Bible. So, let me take you back to the Bible where it's all started. And you will hear this actually text next Sunday. So, next Sunday, remember me, okay, when you hear it. Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came on the disciples in Jerusalem, and they gave them to speak in tongues, right? You know that story. And so they started speaking in German, in Swedish, in Norwegian, right? This is maybe what we think as Lutherans, right? <laughs> but none of these Lutheran languages are mentioned there. But if you hear all the languages that were spoken on, on that Sunday morning, the second last language mentioned there is Arabic. Wow, I mean, imagine 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem, the gospel was proclaimed in Arabic. That's 700 years before Islam arrived. And we want to make sure that the good news will continue to be proclaimed in this language. We are the only Lutheran church in the Middle East within a population of 350 million people. And we think it's really very important that the gospel will be heard in Arabic in that part of the world. So if you come to Bethlehem, you can join us in worshiping in Arabic. But the nice thing actually and the powerful uh, thing in the story of Pentecost is that 
when, we, when you read the story, all these languages were heard in Jerusalem, and each one started hearing the gospel in their own language, which is really something unique. So those who were Arab-speaking people in Jerusalem, they heard the gospel in Arabic. And those who were Persian-speaking, they heard it in Persian. And those who were from uh, North Africa, maybe Berbers, they heard it in Berber language. And this is really something special in Christianity. It's different than Islam. In Islam, everyone has to read the Quran in Arabic. You know, I, I went to an African-American mosque one, one day to talk there, and, you know, all these, you know, African-American uh, uh, people were learning Arabic because they had to learn the Quran. And they cannot do it in English. Now, they didn't understand anything they were reading, but they had to. In Christianity, no, it's something different because the gospel wants to reach to the inner circles of our heart, to the deepest points in our heart. And so we have always to hear the gospel in the language we dream in. So if you dream in English, right? So you have to hear the gospel in English. If I dream in Arabic, I have to hear the gospel in Arabic. And this is why no other religion translated the scripture in so many languages like Christianity. In fact, today I think there are over 3,600 translations of the Bible. And this is because of what happened in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus wants to reach people in that language they dream in because he wants to touch their hearts. And so this is why we are in Palestine. We want to touch the hearts of the people there. But if we listen to the story of Pentecost, it's really a very important story that came out of the Middle East. And if you want to understand it, you have to understand a bit Middle Eastern history. So bear with me with some you know, crash course in Middle Eastern history, OK? Uh, because the Bible really, you know, did not originate in the Bible Belt, <laughs> believe it or not. And thanks God, I mean, you know, we were all lost if it came really out of the Bible Belt, okay? But the Bible really came out of Palestine. And so the stories they, they wanted to speak to people at that time, but also at our time. And what was, or what is, one of the biggest problems in the Middle East is that the Middle East is, first of all, I don't like the word Middle East, because it's middle of where and east of what, <laughs> right? I mean, this is a Eurocentric wording. For Americans, it doesn't matter. This is not Middle East for you, right? So it's only European. Uh, colonialism of 19th century, they crafted this. But if we look at our region, you will find it's a, a region with lots of, of nationalities, lots of cultures, uh, many uh, tribes, different languages. And this was always, you know, a challenge to all empires that controlled our region. You know, Alexander the Great, 
maybe some of you know of him, you know, he tried to unify the region by forcing everyone to become Greek. He failed. Then came the Romans, and they tried really to make everyone Roman. Paul, actually a Palestinian Jew, became a Roman. So they were always forcing uniformity on our region. They wanted everyone to speak the same language, everyone to have the same religion. And you know what? None of them succeeded. And so the story of Pentecost actually wants to speak to that reality. And that reality is described best actually in the book of Genesis. You know the story of the Tower to Babel? So the Tower to Babel in Genesis 11 is actually the symbol of the empire. That's Alexander the Great. He wanted to build one empire reaching to heaven with one language. And that led to confusion. Now the story of Pentecost actually brings a counter narrative. And it says, you know what? We don't need to force people to speak one language. They can speak their own languages. They can have their identities. They can develop their culture. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was the software that created the communication between them. And so there was no confusion in Jerusalem on Pentecost. Although they spoke all of these different languages, but there was communication. And I think this is really the gift we received on Pentecost. And I experience this all the time, you know. I travel a lot, so I go to China. I know you have some connections to China. You know, I go to Shanghai. I go to a church on a Sunday. They speak Chinese. I don't understand one single word. But through the Spirit, I blend in, and I feel part of that family. And I can worship in the Spirit with them. And when I come here, you know, I'm never in a foreign country because everywhere there is a church. So today I feel among family, although I don't know any one of you. Uh, I didn't know most of the songs, but I blended in because of the spirit. It's that what really brings us together. So if we are Palestinians or if we are Americans, if we speak Arabic or if we speak English, if we come from the Middle East or, we, or if we come of North America, the Spirit brings us together. That's exactly the gift of Pentecost. Now, no other empire, no political power, no ideology was able to achieve that. But it's really the Spirit that achieved that. And I think today we are experiencing it and living it. Let me conclude by saying this same Spirit that started the church in Palestine 2,000 years ago, 20 years ago, gave us a new vision for that country. And we felt the Lord was calling us to reach out to the entire society. He said it's not enough to be confined within the church walls. You know, sometimes I think our church members, they want to be pampered, you know. And the Spirit said, no, you have to go out out in the society, you have to reach out. And so we started a small outreach ministry, uh, really 
I can say, you know, we started very small as a one-man show, I always say. So basically, I was the man and I was the show at that time. <laughs> uh, that was 20 years ago. And the Lord kept blessing this ministry beyond our understanding so that today we, have, we became the third largest private employer in the Bethlehem region, reaching, as you heard from Pastor Keith, to 60,000 people every year. And nine years ago, we started the first Lutheran university in the entire Middle East. And that university focused on the arts. So what we teach is music, dance, theater, film, design, which all actually somehow relates to the spirit. Because we say our mission there is to transform the spirit of that country, of that region. And so I really would like to invite you to keep us in your prayers. It's not easy to live there because we live under Israeli occupation. Uh, Bethlehem is surrounded by walls from three sides. So when we sing, let the wall come down, that's a prayer we truly need. We need the walls around Bethlehem to come down. So keep us in your prayers and Pray for our ministry, pray for the university, that we can reach out to our students. Sixty percent of our students are Muslims, and 40 percent are Christians. So we really need uh, your prayers, your support. And I would like to invite you to come, come to Bethlehem. Um, come to worship with us, uh, come to stay with us. There are many churches uh, also from this country coming all the time. So, in fact, we have right now a group from Harrisburg. So, next door, they are uh, staying with us in Bethlehem. So, uh, come and see and come and experience the unity in the spirit. Amen.